Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions and hopefully nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Let's get to it. Perry, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so my name is Perry Carpenter. Um, my day job is that I'm the chief evangelist and strategy officer at a security vendor named No Before, and we focus on the human side of things. Uh, outside of that, I'm also an author and I have my own podcast called Eighth Layer Insights. And um, play around in a lot of different areas. So many things going on, like myself. I love it. I love the yeah. entrepreneurial spirit. So that's cool. Second question for you is, why do you love being a cyber professional? Um, for me, it's because I get to pull together a whole bunch of other aspects of things that I'm already interested in. So one of the things that I didn't talk about um, as I was introing myself is I've always had a love for magic and the reasons that we get tricked into doing things, the, the you know tricks that our mind plays on it on us and that we allow other people to play on us so that that magic and mentalism piece comes in. I've done some pickpocketing training. I've done street hypnosis training. Uh, for me, all of that comes into the way that I view security because, again, I'm interested in the human side of things, um, especially you know relevant because 82% of all data breaches come from some kind of human error or issue related to that and social engineering. Um, and so I'm super, super interested in that. Um, the things that I write about uh, come into the security awareness and the security culture space. The things I podcast about are all around um, leadership and influence and um, the the reasons that we think the things that we think and do the things that we do and the way we participate in community. Um, so for me, I get to draw all of that together um, and then try to, to spit out something at the end of that that is reminiscent of the aggregation of all of that and then meets some other need within the security space um, and in a way that somebody else might not come across that information so that they can then take a deep dive into some of those other areas. I'm going to throw a curveball question sure. right off the bat because I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear as you got into cyber when you were a young professional versus now being more experienced, more tenured, more focused on the leadership side of things. What, are, what is one thing that you loved about being an early stage professional versus what you love today? Um, there's some similarity, but I would say at the early stage, there is a vigor and an excitement that you get with that initial curiosity of really exploring something. Um, and so every day was something new. And I worked in a research and development department. Um, so, and my, my early, early days were application development. Um, and so there was always discovery, always this problem solving piece of it. Now, um, and it was problem solving to, to put into a product in some way um, that would in a lot of ways go unnoticed. It was you know, solving a real world problem for a company um, and it would go unnoticed be and only become noticed when it broke. Um, the way that I get to do things now in a more seasoned way is of course to be out front and be do instead of code, be doing that with thought and instead of code, be doing that with words. And so that's really, really fulfilling um, because at that point, um, number one, it is seen so you're recognized a little bit more for your work. But then the other thing is you get to influence um, the, and, and help people think about things completely differently than they might otherwise have. That's 
that's the insight I was hoping for with that question. So thank you for that. Yeah. Today, and you'll see air quotes come up, cybersecurity is a top concern, but what does that mean to you? Man, that's actually a really, really good question because it's going to, uh, there's there's a, a semi-deep thought in there um, in that when we say top concern, um, the, there are a few different threads that come with that. One is that the adversary is constantly thinking and advancing. So any move that we make to deal with an issue is going to be met by a counter move. And that counter move may or may not be something that we've anticipated. Um, so there's that aspect. And so that that threat landscape is always evolving, always present, always out there. But then the other thing when, when I say top threat is there are some times that I think we create our own pain. Um, I think we create our own pain when it comes to some of the cyber skill shortage uh, in hiring. I think we create our own uh, pain when it comes to the fact that we're still dealing with um, the human error component at the level that we are now. Um, and the reason that we've done that is because we keep somehow thinking that technology is going to come and be a savior for us. And in reality, technology never comes to be the savior. Technology comes to be the impediment that somebody will then meet and then put, launch a counterattack. And that counterattack will either be technology-based or when that technology is so hard to get through that it takes a lot of time, money, and effort to get through it, somebody's just going to call it Bob in accounting and trick Bob into doing whatever. Poor, poor Bob. But yes, I agree with you on that. That's that's awesome. And 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 the question was meant to pose, you know, multiple threads. So I appreciate you running yeah. down a couple. This is kind of the meaty question for you because it's very open. But what insight do you want to share with our community and network of cyber professionals? Man, I think uh, from and I've already alluded to this too. And this is somewhat self-serving because I work in the space, so I, I don't want it to come off that way. But my the the way that I view the cybersecurity world right now does have this intense human focus. I guess if I'm going to draw an insight other than the fact that we need to work on the human side of things, uh, because I, I think that we do and that we've, we've ignored it, the the real insight is that it's not a binary decision. When I say we need to focus on the human side of things, we need to um, you know, realize that technology is not going to be the savior for everything. What tends to happen is that people believe that that's a binary switch that you flip. And it's like, all right, what, what Perry is arguing now is that we throw away all the technology and we only do training, we only do awareness, we only work on culture, mindsets, and look at the psychology of things. And that's absolutely not true. Um, the truth is that in security, we always talk about layers, but there is a layer that we we mi have minimized our investment in, and that layer is the human side of things. So yes, keep your firewalls, keep your secure email gateways, keep your endpoint protection platforms, your DLPs, everything else, but those are layers, and what we're wanting to do is to strengthen one of the other aspects of that that is either at the very beginning of that funnel or at the very end of that funnel or working on the implementation of all of those things. Um, all, you know, all of that is permeated by humans. And then the other insight related to that is that, man, the, the entire reason we do everything that we do from starting organizations to doing security and risk management is ultimately for humans in some way. 
I mean, the reason we start a company is to, in some way, better the human condition or meet a real or a felt uh, perceived need. The reason that we do security and the reason that we manage risk in our organization is so that our business can meet that real or felt need within the world. And, and anytime there's a disruption, as we've seen with COVID and everything else, um, those, those needs affect a lot of stuff. And so I think um, from my perspective is that everything, everything, everything revolves around humans at some level. And we can't just say, well, Bob in accounting is stupid, so we need to you know, build up all these cushions around him. Now we need to bring Bob in and actually work with human nature rather than against it and understand how we can do that. And that takes, that takes a willingness that uh, up until now in the cybersecurity story uh, hasn't been present at the level that it needs to be. So Perry, the fun and final question for you is, what's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? Oh, man. Um, I am enamored by two things. And I, I guess this comes, it, this came back recently um, as I was watching Stranger Things and I get geeky and I watch like all the behind the scenes things with the writers and, and everything else. And for me, when it comes to retro technology, there's just something about seeing like a VHS uh, you know, tape out there uh, just laying on the counter. I don't know what it is about it, but I look at it and it flashes back a whole bunch of memories. So for me, it's that and then just the sound of like an 80s synthesizer. So it's not really the technology, but it's the waveform that comes with it. Um, and it just, it brings me back into a lot of areas. The other thing is I do, I've been doing a lot of research on um, different aspects of internet culture. And there are entire pieces of what's called creepypasta that have been written around retro technology because it is, it does have its own kind of nostalgia, but that nostalgia can either be really shiny and fun or it can really kind of go dark, you know, depending on the, the shadows that you cast on it. Thank you so much for being on the CyberPro podcast. Yeah, thank you. You did it. You made it to the end. Check us out for more content.